Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about how all of us are called to seek the one lost sheep. A lot of times, we're just so concerned with getting the whole flock. We want to see our churches packed. We want to see ministry events full. But Jesus promises us that there is more rejoicing in heaven over the one who returns than the 99 already there. And why do we struggle trusting in this? Is it our ego? I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but oftentimes I might get over-concerned with numbers. Now, believe me, Dan and I, and you know if you've read our book or listened to other episodes, we believe numbers are a huge part of the story. We want to look at the data. We want to analyze it and see if there's fruit on the tree in that regards. But sometimes numbers really aren't what we should focus on. A lot of times in ministry, we'll have lots of planning meetings, and we ask the Lord to bless us, to guide us. We ask the Holy Spirit to give us direction. Then we have the first event. Things aren't going the way we expect, and we want to abandon ship. Oh, no, we did this wrong. We got to start all over. We didn't do this right. We should have used this other program, blah, 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 blah. Jesus tells us to trust in him, to trust in him. So I want to share with you a couple of stories where I saw this play out in my own life. And if you've got a story to share, please email us. We'd love to hear about it. Maybe interview you about it. Um, We're looking for more stories like this for for episodes down the road. Stories of uh, trials in ministry, things that went great, things that went not so great, so we can all learn from each other, right, from uh, these journeys in the vineyard. But the first story I want to share is about young adult ministry, which we know is one that can feel like thorns and thistles at times. Am I right, if you've been involved or around young adult ministry? And, uh, you know, we had just uh, gotten some support at the parish level from an awesome person at the diocese, Amanda Livermore. Shout out to Amanda. She was one of our earlier guests, if you want to hear the episode with her about leadership. But she had met with our core team at the parish, and we had a vision, we had values, we had things we were pursuing, and we went to this planning period, um, always praying, right? Always praying. And we decided to do this new series to get all these young adults at our church We advertised it, we got ready, and I was leading the first night, right? So I got my snacks, I got there early, I got set up. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here comes the big harvest. One guy shows up. One guy. We'll call him V. V shows up. One guy. And I'm waiting. I'm like, well, we'll start a little bit later. You guys ever done that ministry meeting? Like, oh, we'll give him five more minutes. I'm sure more people are coming. No one else is coming. And it's just me and V. And I got this whole outline planned. And you know what? You serve who's there, right? So I kind of awkwardly said, hey, I I planned this whole thing. Do you want to talk about it? And it just so happens the topic I had planned about, I planned was to talk about what makes the Catholic Church different from other denominations. And um, it just so happens that uh, V told me his story. He says, oh, yeah, you know, I just moved here from New York, and, you know, up there I used to go to St. John's, and I saw this is St. John's. Now, our parish was St. John Vianney, but he saw the John, and he said, this is St. John's, so I came out, and, yeah, I was kind of curious about this topic. Hmm, maybe the Lord planned this night just for him. 
We did the session. We had an awesome discussion. Fast forward years, V ended up becoming a very good friend, got very involved in our young adult group, eventually on the core team, even went on to become the youth minister at this parish. It's like, wow, God, you had us go through all that work for him. He was worth it. And I like to say, because V was kind of like a bigger guy, he was the big catch, right? God had us to catch the one that night. And he was he was amazing for our community. He he had so many fruits. But he was also a guy that looks like he could pick up your car and throw it across the parking lot. So he was certainly the big catch. So I'm thankful for that night. And it just reminds me that... Uh, we got to trust God when we're planning. Trust God with who he sends. Serve who is there. And we really got to trust God with the fruits. And that's maybe the hardest part. Because if you've been in the business world or places like that, you want to measure these outcomes. You can't really control outcomes, especially in ministry. You can't control outcomes. You can control the inputs, though. You know, Nick Saban, uh, you know, famous Alabama football coach, was formerly, of course, LSU, Dolphins, for all football fans out there. Michigan State also, don't want to forget about them. But anyway, recently I saw an interview with him, and he said, you know, I was talking with one of my receivers, and I said, what's your goal for the year? And he told me 100 catches. or He was like, that's not a goal, that's an outcome. And what Saban went on to explain is, your goal should be, I'm going to practice uh, this many routes a day. I'm going to run this many miles. Your goals are in your control. The outcomes are not. So the biggest thing is trust God with the results. You do your best, trust God with the rest. Work hard and just surrender it to him. Okay, second story. Real quick, want to talk about D. We'll call her D. But here's a little background. D was trying to help her daughter get married in the church. And uh, there were some hiccups along the way, but she, you know, that we really tried pastorally to walk with the couple and do things the right way. And daughter did get married in the church. And then we had our ministry fair. This was when I was working at a church. We had our ministry fair, right? Who's Who knows the ministry fair, right? You, you get all your ministry tables lined up. You want to see all these folks come after mass and talk to you about ways to get involved. And, you know, I stood there representing a few different ministries, and, you know, we got some names on the paper, not a whole lot, but then, lo and behold, D walks up. And, you know, I think it was because she had such a great experience in that marriage prep process that uh, she was open to a conversation. And it was really brief, and I didn't think much of it, but she, she asked about the funeral planning, and I started explaining that process, and she just kind of didn't say much, and Lo and behold, we connected a little bit after that event. She was interested. She came in and got trained. And, folks, she was the best funeral planner you could ever ask for. This was a volunteer role where, you know, we had a lot of funerals at this church. And um, Dee and others would meet with the family who was grieving and help them plan the funeral, um, plan the service, plan the mass. And she was so compassionate so organized, a great listener, so easy to work with for me and the team. It's like, what a blessing. What a blessing. So, you know, we did this big old ministry fair. I'm sure many of us uh, listening have been there and done those, and you want to see all these signups. The only one I remember is D. 
And man, was she another big catch. So, you know, folks, it's the moral of the stories here is we got to trust God and entrust the outcomes to him. Don't ignore the numbers, okay? We're not saying ignore the numbers. But if God sets you on a plan, I think it's important that we think about St. Paul's words when he says that he finished the race. If, if, he's, if God's put a plan on your heart, you've discerned it, you prayed about it, and you're committed to something till a certain deadline, do it. Trust God. Tweak as you go as much as you're able, but just don't abandon ship. Then afterwards, look back and say, all right, Lord, what next? Reminds me of a story of today's gospel, at least September 7th, the day this is being recorded. And today's gospel is Duke in Altum, put out into the deep. Peter's caught nothing. Our Lord tells him, put out into the deep. And lo and behold, there's the big catch. So friends, don't be afraid. Keep fishing. Trust his plan. And trust his will, which is those outcomes that we can't control. God bless.